Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We've been looking at some of the names that Jesus gave himself this week, Colin. And uh, it's been a very, very interesting week. Jesus described himself as the bread of life, as a gate for the sheep, the good shepherd. Yesterday, we talked about Jesus being the resurrection and the life. And today, the way, the truth and the life. Now, I don't suppose too many people would have taken exception to the fact of Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth and the life if he hadn't followed it up with the next statement, no one comes to the Father except through me. But we saw yesterday when we were talking about Jesus being the resurrection is that only those who are in Christ, who belong to Christ, are raised to life, uh, raised to the eternal life of God, are therefore going to be participators in heaven, in the new heaven and the new earth. So. Uh, this is only a further statement that reinforces what Jesus was saying about being the resurrection and the life. It further endorses what he was saying that we were looking about on Tuesday when he says, I am the gate for the sheep. Um, that, you know, he is the only one through whom people can go in and out and find pasture. So um, this is... We've taken these statements from John's Gospel in the order in which they come because there's a sort of progression of thought. I am the bread of life, you feed on me. I am the gate, you come in and out and find pasture through me. I am the good shepherd who leads you. I am the resurrection and the life. In me, you are raised to new life now and you will be resurrected to the eternal life of God in heaven. And so it's as if this statement sums all that up. I am the way. Now, let's take that first of all. I am the way to life, but I am the way of life. Why? Because Jesus said that he is the resurrection and the life. So, and he says here, I am the way, the life, not just natural life, but the life, the life of God. He is eternal life. Eternal life is in the Son, the Scripture says. So he is the way to eternal life. He is also the way of life which we are to live here on earth. All those who claim to be in him must walk as Jesus did, Peter says. So, um, you know, Jesus, Jesus is a way of life. That's really what he's saying here. Jesus is a way of life, Jesus is the way to life, and Jesus is the life, the spiritual life that we have now when we believe in him, and the spiritual life that we will have for all eternity. So this is the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, the way is a person. The truth is a person. You remember at his trial before Pilate, Pilate asked, what is truth? Meaning, you know, where does the truth lie? How can we understand what is true and what isn't? But you see, here Jesus is really answering that question, although it hasn't yet been asked. 
that truth is a person. I am the truth. So all truth, all ultimate truth is to be found in Christ. And therefore what is true will agree with Christ. And what does not agree with Christ and the truth about Jesus Christ is not the truth. Now, anything that is not truth is deception, is a lie, actually. So there is a lot of religious deception in the world. And of course, the scriptures are very, very clear about that. Deception is when people honestly believe something, but they're mistaken. They're deceived. So, you know, it isn't that God wants to condemn deceived people, but he's sent his son to bring them revelation of the truth so they can be saved from their deception, become believers in the truth of who Jesus is, and therefore receive the eternal life that God came to give. Eternal life is God's life. It's not just the life you have when you go to heaven, but the life we are to live in the power of the Holy Spirit here on earth. And, the, and because it is God's life, it is eternal. It does not end with physical death. And therefore, because we have that life, we will not end with physical death, but we will go on living at one with God for all eternity. So truth is a person. The way is a person. Truth is a person. God's eternal life is found in this person. There is no other way to receive that life. That's what Jesus is saying. There is no other truth outside of me. And there is no other way of obtaining eternal life except through me. Now, does that make the Christian gospel exclusive? Well, it is both exclusive and inclusive. It is exclusive in that, yes, Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. As the scripture says, no one comes to the Father except by me. But it's inclusive because Jesus sent the disciples out, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He wants everybody to hear that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Because he, is, he died, Jesus gave his life for all mankind. As Paul says, if one man has died, all mankind has died. All mankind was included in what Jesus did, but we only are able to participate in the life that he came to give by believing in him and in what he did for us on the cross and through his resurrection. Interesting that you say that there's been a progression in the way Jesus describes himself in John's Gospel. There's no shadow of doubt about what he's saying here, is there? Oh, no. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, you see, if you understand salvation and, and what is necessary in order to be saved, then you will understand that you cannot be saved through the teaching of some guru or through adopting some other form of religious teaching as your code of life. Because the work of salvation involved somebody having to take all our sin upon himself, having to experience the penalty of death, which was God's just, holy, and righteous judgment upon sin, on our behalf that you can't 
receive the life of which Jesus speaks by following a form of teaching. Now, you see, if that was possible, then the Jews would have received eternal life simply by believing the law. There would have been no need for God to send his son. There would have been no need for the cross. There would have been no need for all the suffering and the rejection and everything else that Jesus experienced because God had already given, if you like, a code of practice by which people were to live. So if it was possible just to live that code and go to heaven, there would have been no need for the Christian faith. There would be no need for Jesus to be born on earth. The whole thing would have been quite irrelevant. But because it is salvation is only possible once a person uh, has been put to death and raised to new life, that this is, this is what our water baptism signifies, that the sinner that you were when you were born is literally dead and buried with Christ. Paul explains all this in Romans 6, for example, and elsewhere, that that person is dead and buried with Christ, but he is then raised to a new life. But he, he is only raised to that new life because he has believed in what Jesus did for him on the cross. So, you see, there are other religions that acknowledge Jesus in some degree. I mean, a Muslim will do that, a Hindu will do that, but that's different from saying that Jesus is the Son of God and that Jesus is the Savior who took all our sin upon himself. We have to make that distinction. So, uh, obviously, there would not be different religions if we all believe the same thing. And uh, the big question mark, therefore, is, well, which religion is true? The, uh, the answer to that question is, no religion is true. Jesus is the truth. Truth is found in a person, in who he is, and in what he has done for us. And those who believe in Jesus, this is the, the strange thing, if you like, those who believe in Jesus are incorporated into Jesus. They're made one with Jesus. They're made one with his death, so all our sin is forgiven, and the old a sinful nature that we had is dead buried with Christ and we are raised to a new life with him. We can live with him now on earth and we can live and reign with him in the glory of heaven for all eternity. It's a wonderful, wonderful gospel. You said at this beginning, at the beginning of this week, Colin, of course, it's New Year's week, that you're not a great one for resolutions, you're a great one for decisions. And I guess this is such a vital decision that every single person has to take. Because outside that decision, there is no salvation. But we must make clear that salvation is more than making a decision. It's more than raising your hand at a meeting or come forward and saying a sinner's prayer or something like that. Because salvation in Scripture is a way of life. You see, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So it's not just a question of making a decision or a resolution. It is a question of saying, Jesus is my life. I am living my life now at one with Jesus. I am living in him. He is living in me. And because of that, I'm seeking to obey his will and his purpose and plan for my life so that I can live and reign with him for all eternity. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 